Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. As always, I am Chris, and I am joined by my co-host, Jack. Jack, what's going on, sir? Not much. Just kind of dealing with the end of summer here. Trip report season is over. Trips are over. For now. We've got some other stuff coming, but Mm -hmm. yeah, we're kind of winding down, but I've been good. How about you? I'm doing well. Already planning for next year. Yeah, we were literally just before we started like recording, talking about next year and some plans, and we can't wait to fill you in on them once we know what they are. That's right. And speaking of plans, guests come back next week. Be sure to tune in. You'll see who it is. I, I think he's a recognizable name. Uh, and also, real quick, before we jump into anything else, Patreon. Shout out to our patrons, Bryant, Graham, Grant, Jaden, Mark, Allison, and Steven, Eric, and Mikhail. If you want to join the Patreon, the link is in the description. You can get a bunch of cool perks depending on your tier. Uh, and it means you just want to give us a little bit of extra love. We always appreciate it. Don't feel obligated, but we we always appreciate it when we get new patrons. It all goes back to the show. Thank you to our current patrons. And yeah, like a description. Yep. Y'all make the show possible. You make it so we can keep up in the quality of this, which the call all. Oh, Speaking boy, of. We're a minute and 40 in and the quality is already because I can't talk. We're working on making the quality better. Chris's microphone, mark it off your bingo boards if you're playing, is getting upgraded soon. And yeah, yeah, other stuff is happening. Also, for our patrons, you're getting Patreon episodes soon, we promise. Yes, we'll have a guest for the Patreon episode too. So, a little extra thing. And there will be two Patreon episodes for August, because I didn't get one done in July. A few other things before we get in. Discord. Go join it. Link is down below. Yes, follow everything we have. Link is also below. And I think that's all the plugs we needed to do for now. For now. (laughs) So, we have not a ton of news, but not a small amount. Uh, Ride of the Week is back. Welcome back to the wheel. And listener questions, and then a little bit of a list at the end of this week. So, shall we get into it? Let's dive right in with, of course, probably the biggest news this week. Glenwood Caverns Caverns. Caverns is getting a Gerslauer Infinity Coaster called Defiance. And yes, this is the record breaker. No, it's going to Cedar Point. There's no way this is the record breaker. They're removing Wicked Twister for a reason. Spoiler alert. Mm hmm. What? Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute because I have a feeling what I'm going to say won't make a lot of people too happy, but we'll see. I think we're going to agree on it, too. Uh, bingo so. board. Jack's phone going yep, off. Yep, phones went, went off. Uh, shout out, Grant, for the bingo board. But Defiance. Uh, I am very excited for this thing. Now, is it a short Gerslauer Infinity Coaster? Yes. But is, is it layout. built on top of a 7,000-foot-tall mountain? Oh, also, yeah. yes. <laughs> you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, look, if I got the money, I'm riding this thing next year. It's already... That that's a yeah. for sure for me. I need to ride this. Uh, so this is definitely a ride on both of our hit lists for next summer. One hundred percent. As if this park didn't need more reason to go. 
I mean, again, did did I stutter when I said foot roller coaster on top of seven thousand foot tall mountain? Yes. So I know uh, it's not the longest ride. It probably doesn't do the most, but the setting and the elements they did choose to put on it make this look like it's going to be fantastic. Now, I I don't even need to talk about the setting. You know, it's in the mountains in Colorado. It's going to be great. The ride itself has a beyond vertical drop, uh, and it's good size too. It's over a hundred feet. It's got this weird tip-out turn thing as its next element. And in the in the mock-up, it goes through that with insane speed. Now, yeah, I it, doubt it will do that in real life, but maybe? It definitely looks like the um, first element on Hang Time at Knott's Berry Farm. But if it's, you know, taking it at the speed it's showing in the animation, it's it going to be like 20 like times. squeezed down a bit. Yeah, it's going to be like 20 times better than that element on Hang Time. Because that element was fun because you got like some weird laterals and a pop of air at the top. Right. This one's going to be even crazier. Mm-hmm. And then you have a banana roll and a final uh, inline twist into the break run. So, yes, it's short. But the elements they picked is definitely a winner, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Also, as we've talked about, or he, Chris and I have talked about this off air, the challenge of building this roller coaster is going it's to insane. be insane. I hats off already to the guy who has to drive that semi truck up the mountain with the track behind it. Probably multiple times. Um, not to like plug other podcasts, but you know, you can listen to other podcasts if you really want to understand how no, hard you it is. can't only ours, only ours, but I'm breaking that rule. If you really want to understand how hard it is to build at Glenwood Caverns, Coaster Radio did like a huge deep dive when they built Haunted Mind Drop on how hard it was to build just that stationary drop ride. So go listen to that so you can get an appreciation for what they're going to have to do to build this hundred foot tall roller coaster. On mm-hmm. top of this mountain. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. I I cannot wait to see this thing actually come to fruition. And also, color scheme is heat. Yes. Uh, it's only going to have a lap bar, which I know in the NL2 mock-up, it, it had uh, the Eurofighter trains. But this will have lap bars. It was confirmed in an interview. Like, th- look, I don't care that it's short. This thing is on the bucket list immediately when it opens. It's basically Goliath, but on top of a mountain. It, like, it might be short, and it might not do a ton, but you gotta ride it. Exactly. Yeah. It, it looks fantastic. I'm super excited. I know all the Ohio people are disappointed. What do you mean it's not going to see your point? Speaking of rides that may have a chance at going to King's Island, uh, Chessington <laughs> is... None of y'all will get that, but... Well, maybe if somebody else saw it on Twitter, but that's not good. It was, yeah. Uh, Chessington at, okay, so we have talked about this a bit before, and I think you and me were both on team. There's oh, no way it's a on, B&M. Sh- I, I got, we got to backtrack and real quick, forgot to mention it. We definitely called the Glenwood Caverns thing on last week's episode too, so. Well, it wasn't really a call. Okay. I, I, I just said, watch it because I'm with Caverns. I doubt it. It'll probably be something small. We're taking like, it. We're counting it as a win. Just just let's take that one, okay? It, look, there were people who threw it out as a wild card. It was very doubted, but it ended up happening, which is sick. Uh, like I think the best possible thing that could have happened for this record-breaking Garslauer did happen. It went to the best place it could have, in my opinion. I, I, I would, like, if Cedar Point had it, I'm happier that it went to Glenwood Caverns than it did to Cedar Point. I'll say that. But yeah, back on track. Um, Chessington. Okay, so we talked about Chessington 
adding something. I don't remember how long back it was this season. Uh, but, uh, spring. Yeah. Um, there, they, we had seen like mock-up concept art and we knew that they were getting a coaster and it was going to be a shuttle coaster. Um, and it was going to be a family shuttle launch. Now, a lot of people had said it looks like a B&M wing, which it, it did kind of because it had the station and it had the track style. But in but other concept like, art, it had different track style. It didn't make sense. Also, like shuttle being a wing coaster, that does no. What type yeah. of track are you on? It's made thinking for that families. Could be real. Well, it's real. It's real. B and M is doing something over there in Switzerland because in the last month we found out they've decided to finally go beyond vertical and build a shuttle launched wing coaster for families. For families with an inversion. So now nothing has been announced, but we got more stuff and it's pretty obvious what it is now mm-hmm. uh so it's, i honestly that, don't know weird. how to feel about this this is such a this is Ooh. gonna be such a weird ride hey i'll take it and i'm sure it'll be sick but like yeah it seems unnecessary to go to b&m for a family shuttle coaster when vacoma does that all the time gerslauer's done that I'm sure Mock could do that. There's like a ton of other companies that they could go to for this. And they were like, ah, oh, nah. We want a B&M wing made for kids that's a shuttle launch. Yeah, it's definitely going to be... I'm very interested to see. Is it going to be just like the straight up B&M wings we know, like the standard trains, standard track? Or is it going to be like a redesign, smaller track and smaller trains? This is just weird. I'm sorry. I cannot get over just how weird this ride is going to be. And I'm saying it now. When we get, like, when we finally do England, we're going to Chessington because I need to ride this thing because I want to know how weird it's going to be. Yeah. I I was actually thinking about that earlier. Chessington, why? Because this adds another park to do in the UK, like, the first time, which costs money. Mm -hmm. So thanks. But, uh, yeah. Bit odd. Just think, there's not a B&M that goes backwards right now that I know of. They've run Batman clones backwards before, but that was like limited time. So as far as I'm aware, there's uh, not a... Nope, you are wrong. Hollywood Dream. This is true. Okay. Yep. But it's still different because Hollywood Dream is just a train turned around backwards. This launches forwards and back. Uh-huh. This is a whole other thing. Then you're going to, like, stall out and then get to go through the thing backwards. Also, going upside down on a wing coaster backwards. Just let that sit in your head for a second. Yeah. Good props to you, Chessington. You have definitely convinced me to spend my money to go to your park. Yeah, I I would definitely like to go ride this thing uh, whenever it opens. It, Still weird addition, but hey, we'll take it. Uh, B&M yeah. is B&M. I love Um, Okay, so we had like three really big things in news, and this is the third one, and that is Wicked Twister is being retired. I'm just going to go ahead and insert the trigger warning here. Yes. Uh, so. Good. Uh, it never happens. <laughs> well. Go ahead. Okay, we have similar thoughts. It's just I'm going to be a bit nicer about it. Uh, so the first thing I want to say is all the Ohio people are like, oh, it never has a line, but it's my favorite ride. 
I haven't ridden it in two years. It's my favorite. Why are you taking it out? But now, when, everybody why, knows that. Why does that sound familiar? Vortex. Hmm. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right because you all are crazy and lined up to ride that piece of garbage. If you uh, live in Ohio, we're just messing with you. Don't take this personally. But also, but, so Wicked Swister is a good ride. It's it's, it's fine, fine filler, but. I'm happy it's getting taken out because this opens up room and we know there's going to be expansion coming soon. Whatever their next coaster will be, I assume it's going to be over in that area. Because, uh, you know, Cedar Point would never take out a coaster and then not build a new one. They need that number. Uh, but yeah, my hope is Gerslauer in the boardwalk section, like Hangtime is. Uh, GCI on the boardwalk would be cool too. They'd have to clear out more room for both of these, I think. Well, the rumor um, is that Max Air is also going. Yep, because so. that's been down for a long time. That would make the room work. Uh, so, definitely something coming. I know a lot of people are going to miss it, and that's fine, but I'm I'm not. I've written it for the credit, and it means something new is coming. So, yeah. But the big question is, is this going somewhere else, or is it getting scrapped? Yeah. So, and I'm just going to throw in, last time I read Wicked Twister was in 2019 and that was because it literally was a walk-on and we were right there. It's like, we might as well. I would never wait more than 15 minutes for that ride. It's fun, but I, I, yeah. I will say as much as I do like the idea of a roller coaster over there, I also have to shout out Hyde, uh, Andrew Hyde's idea. I think just opening up the beachfront, maybe putting a restaurant there would be a fantastic opportunity to just increase the in-park experience a bit. Yeah, it's not a coaster, but it also would just add that, like, like nostalgia. Open the I mean, yeah, there. but I don't I don't see Cedar Point taking out a coaster, not putting one back. I mean, it's kind of what they do. They've, they, they've not done it in the past, but I could see them doing it with this, honestly. Mm. Especially with the part of the park that's in, because the other thing is if they build something, then they've just already locked that part of the park down again. Here's my real pipe dream. Build a boardwalk out into Lake Erie and put a roller coaster on that and put some restaurants and like carnival games. I don't know on if they that. could do that. I, I that would probably take a lot more effort. <laughs> it would, but it would give them something truly unique. And I think it would be like a great draw. It just depends on are you willing to put in the effort. Also, you'd finally get that roller coaster, you know, like out on the water which would be sweet yeah that'd be cool but uh i don't see it now as far as relocation or scrapyard who knows i i could see it going either way if it does get relocated i wouldn't be surprised if it's cga from those plans we had a long time ago which mm -hmm. seems to flip-flop every year whether they were real or not uh or i could and see worlds of fun maybe Mich i mean heck, no good see it going to michigan's adventure no <laughs> don't get your hopes up buddy no, I think the best option, it's either Scrapyard or CGA. Um, apparently, I haven't looked in to verify it myself, but Andrew Hyde found some like recent FAA waivers for like a 205 foot or 206 foot roller coaster going to mm -hmm. CGA. So that lines up perfectly with Wicked Twister getting moved out there. I could also easily see it being used for parts to keep uh, possessed at Dorney running or sold to Six Flags to keep uh, Flash and Vertical Velocity running. You forgot about Steel Venom. Oh, and Steel Venom. <laughs> It'll probably be Cedar Fair. <laughs> probably, there you go. Yeah. yeah, so 
but it's either going to CGA or it's getting scrapped and used for parts on the other two. Yeah. So it was always meant to be a filler coaster. It was always meant to be a distraction from the giant McDonald's they were building in the middle of the park. That's right. Uh, Rip like a twister. That's all good though. So a couple more things. Stunt pilot and Jersey devil are closed due to flying wheel assemblies. Now I haven't looked too much into this. I just know they're both closed because RMC said, so uh, what happened? <laughs> so basically it looks like one of the side wheels. Um, why am I forgetting the guide wheels? That's their actual name on stunt pilot was not properly fastened or tightened down. Right. And they forgot to put um, the pin that holds it like, should keep it from flying away in back in so basically it was just not properly attached from what i can tell and it flew off during the ride rmc's got them closed as a precaution this is my opinion this was probably just a very stupid maintenance mistake that should not have happened Mm-hmm. Um, part of the new gen Raptor trains was they were trying to make them easier to repair. So instead of like the wheel assembly being one solid piece, it was multiple pieces so they could swap parts out easier as they wore out and work on them. And I'm assuming that's what happened. This train was off for like maintenance one night. They took the wheel assembly off and were working on it, put it back on, tightened the bolt back down, forgot to torque it to the right amount. And then over the day, as it was, you know, running through the layout it just slowly like um worked its way off and blew off at some point during the day so the good news is with it being stunt pilot (laughs) they're 15 minutes from rmc and it should be fixed soon Mm -hmm. yeah so uh shouldn't be a big deal i didn't know too much about it but yeah that, that happened apparently so uh cool um, this is a minor thing, but it's something that we rode recently, and that is Pearly Whirly Coaster at Craig's Cruisers in Michigan. The hamster wheel is gone. It only operated for less than a whole season, and uh, they took it out. It was causing too many problems, apparently, according to, like, the worker at the desk. So, uh, rip Pearly Whirly Coaster hamster wheel. I'm glad we got to ride it when we did. Yeah, it was just what you sent this to me today. I was like, huh. Well, yeah. I'm glad we got to ride it. It was a unique experience, to say the least. If you want to hear our full thoughts on it, it's our Michigan adventure so far, which is like three or four episodes ago now. Hard to believe that was like a month ago already. Do I need to go through how time works again with you? No. <laughs> Please, no. Even though that was hilarious and had me rolling in my bed at like whatever hour of the night that was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last two things. Funspot RMC revealed more uh, photos of the concept, and that is the stall and the whole second half almost, other than the turnaround, which is indeed just a lot of airtime like we wanted it to be, which makes me very happy. Uh, it It's pretty much what we were expecting at this point, and that's like the best possible thing they could have done. So you've got Goliath stall and Twisted Timbers airtime, which is exactly what we said when they first... Yeah, uh, had the leaked permits. Like, there's not Thank much you. to talk about here. It's just, yeah, we're getting what we want in this roller coaster, and our hype for it continues to go up. That's right. I cannot wait for this thing to open. If they do an Atlanta stumble, I will be there. Either way, I'm gonna ride this thing. I need to go say, get my I... Six Flags membership. <laughs> so, there you have it, people. This thing's gonna be amazing. And our last thing, Tato Park has Vacoma Family Coaster Trek on site. This is not. The uh, inverted boomerang doohickey that they were going to do with the two sides. 
that might still happen, but this is a separate coaster. Uh, glad they're beginning to build something with all the locals who are Karens, it seems like. Yeah. So, I mean, not much to talk about with this, but new roller coaster, so sweet. Good for them. Reason to go to Ireland more. All right. That was news. We went on maybe a little bit longer than we needed to go Yeah, on for, I think but... we, we kind of just tangented there with uh, Defiance. And... Uh, we did have three big news stories. Yeah, we did have three big ones. But moving into a segment that we're bringing back from the Almost Dead, because we forgot about it for like the entire summer. It's Ride of the Week. That's right. I mean, I didn't forget about it. We just had a lot of good ideas and never talked about it. But yeah, we had it's the... back. We have like ideas for this that we're going to do in the future but then as we were doing trip reports we were talking and reviewing so many rides as it was like made no sense to keep doing ride of the week but it's back and we're doing ccis that's right so there are only four i believe four ccis that i have been on uh and that's what the four we're doing i think you've been on more than me probably i have but yeah so the four we're doing is Raven at Holiday World, Legend at Holiday World, Shivering Timbers at Michigan's Adventure, and Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm, whether that's a GCI or a CCI. It's a CCI for now. You can have it, your opinion, but for the wheel, it's a CCI. It's a so that it can guy. fit. The one um, the, the one notable one that I've written that's not on here is Rampage. Right. But, I mean, I've got four, you've got five, might as well do the four that we both And do. I'm getting six and seven in a month. That's right. We talked about that recently. Go back to that episode, trip announcements. I think no. That was another episode you announced that. that. Definitely <laughs> another episode. I still don't know if I'm allowed to say what days or not yet, but I can tell you it's before you get to see it in Texas. There you go. But uh so yeah. You ready? Yeah. The wheel is ready. The let's wheel is it. ready. It's been a minute since we spun the wheel. And spinning. Dun, dun, ta-da. Dun, dun, ta-da. I've it always... is Raven. I'll start with the weak one, even though it's really not that weak. But come, you know. none of these are weak. None of these are weak, but one of them's got to be the bottom, and this is probably it for me. Uh, I'll let you go first, but same. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Ra- okay, so here's the thing about Raven. I've never ridden this during the day, so I actually don't know the layout at all. <laughs> I just know I get on it at night and just let my body flail into whoever's next to me. Um, was it you this year? Or was it someone else? It was me. It was you. Yeah, I flailed into Chris this year. I've ridden it by myself before. That was a mistake. Um, my back hurt a lot after like flying over the edge of the seat multiple times. Um, but Raven is just kind of nutty, crazy. Shouldn't be as insane as it is, but it is. And I actually kind of never want to ride it in the day because it's super magical to get on it and still have no clue what it does, even after having been riding it for three years. Yeah. So, Raven, uh, I have done it in the day. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, I, I've probably done it equal amount in the day and at night. This year, I think I rode it like eight times total at Hollywood Nights between the two days. Um, but yeah, so. If you ride in the back, that drop is phenomenal. You get a ton of good floater on the way down. And then you've got some good floater the rest of the way until you hit that turn over the lake, which gives you a ton of laterals. Then you've got the massive hill in the middle of the ride. 
where you get a ton of airtime on the drop off, and then from there it just goes crazy laterals and little pops the rest of the way to the brake run. It ends probably super prematurely because it has so much speed going into it. But like, I kind of like it because you just fly. Yeah, it's definitely one of those, like, every time I hit the break from it's like, they could have thrown another Helix or Airtime Hill or two or three in, and it would have still been chugging into the brakes because you just, right. you hit the brakes, and it feels like your whole body goes sideways, and you just feel like the whole train is, like, tipping to the right as it skids to a halt. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, they probably could have added more in, but I kind of like the way it is just because it doesn't mm-hmm. have a chance to slow down. You are guaranteed to fly that entire ride no matter when you ride it um but yeah so it is the weakest cci i have done and that's not to say it's bad at all (laughs) yeah it's so i guess i'm just gonna drop this now because it will like we're gonna talk about ccis for the next four weeks or three from here on cci is like my probably my favorite manufacturer just because all of their rides do just things that should not be possible it feels like and this is this one just holds its speed so well and just does stuff that i don't know because again never been in the day right yeah but every time i ride it i'm laughing the entire time and just that's an ecci all four yeah. of these keep their speed super well this one is just shorter than all the others that's the reason why it's not as good as the other three in my opinion mm-hmm. I, it's super good but it's just short which once again, I kind of like that for some reasons, but then when we talk about the other three, you kind of see how if it was longer, it might be even better. Yeah, you Who look knows? We will never know. Two of these are both in the 4,000 feet of track range, and then you have one that's the fourth longest wooden roller coaster on the planet, and it's in the top 10 longest wooden, or 10, top 10 longest coasters in general. Yeah. So, Raven, you're pretty good. Even though you're the weakest on here, you're still amazing. I mean, okay, so if we're going to, like, if we were giving these, like, scores out of 10, Raven gets a 9. 8. 8 for I, me. Th- three of these get 8s, two of them get 9. That math doesn't nope, work. two of them get 8, two of them get 9. My bad. <laughs> do I need to explain counting? <laughs> no, I know how to do that. I just okay. misspoke. Mm-hmm. And that's just like I know how time works. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Right of the week. Welcome back. We'll be back next week with another CCI. That's right. All right. Listener questions. You guys came with a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. this week. Uh, once again, join the Discord. That is where we get all of our questions from every week. Link is in the description. And we just have good conversations. We add channels. Now we have. Um, so, yeah. Let's get into it. First question. This is from Klaus. What are Jack's opinions on desserts? So the context behind this is I am a picky eater. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. No way. Right. Um, We don't need to get into all of that because that we could literally do a whole hour long podcast on my being a picky eater. Um, Desserts. I'm, I'm more open to the big ones are that are. The big kickers for me are if it has nuts in it, I cannot eat it because I am allergic to all tree nuts. The only nut I'm like not allergic to is peanut butter or peanuts and peanut butter. But my kind of hot take is I'm not a big fan of 
peanut butter or peanuts in dessert. Reese's are not my thing. Just I've never cared for them. I know it's a hot take. Just not my thing. Right. So we debated this in the Discord, actually, the peanut butter thing. And there's not a ton of examples of peanut butter and desserts that I know of. I mean, Reese's is obvious. And Bryant says that candy doesn't count. Um, But I have to disagree simply because of like layered cheesecake with a peanut butter layer or just cheesecake with peanut butter in it, which is very good. One exception I have, like it's not going to be my first choice, but if I had to have something with peanut butter in it, it would be a cheesecake or something like that. Right. But I have to disagree just because of that one, at least. And Reese's aren't my go to candy, but I'm not going to deny it either. Like they're they're pretty good. Um, It's not not my thing. So, so uh, Jack's bad food takes. Continue. I don't feel like that one's as. No, it's not. I, uh, it's just fun to pick on you. I know it is. All I right. pick on myself. So, yes. yeah. Um, OK, this one makes me laugh. Describe a coaster using only one syllable words and the other person has to try and guess which coaster you're describing. This is from Allison. My joke in the Discord was tall, fast, long. Good luck. Uh, King Ka. No. Fury. Nope. Top Toe Dragster. Nope. Voyage. Nope. Millennium Force. Nope. Orion. Nope. Leviathan. Nope. Well. So, <laughs> you'll get a kick out. You, it's Eliminator 305. No, oh, dang it. you'll get a kick out of this one. It's actually, I'm realizing now it's not as tall or as fast or as long as I thought it was. I was thinking of Flight of the Himalayan Eagle Music Roller Coaster. What? <laughs> How would I have gotten that one? There's so much more tall, fast, long. <laughs> Again, I just said it was, it's not as tall, fast or long as I initially Why was that the was. one you chose? I don't know. I feel like we talk about that roller coaster randomly all the time. Okay. So it just well, popped in my head. I have one that I think is actually okay. And okay. I think you should be able to get this. I think. Okay. Okay. Wood. Fruit. Punch. Tree. Fair. Oh, I know. Hold on. Fair chain, not wood fair. Fair chain. Hold. Wood. Wood. Fruit. Punch. Fair chain. Fair chain. Wood. Fruit. Twisted timbers? No. Okay, no, uh, no, no, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Um, oh gosh, you might have to cut out stuff depending on how long you take. <laughs> wood, fruit, punch. Fruit punch. Like the drink? <laughs> Fair chain. We're going to be here a while. We are. I'm going to need another word. <laughs> um, Wood fruit punch. Fair change. I don't think you're going to get it. I'm determined, though. I need another. Give me another word. <laughs> I, I got to think of one. 
we can cut some of this out. Wood. Have I ridden it? Yes. That's even more depressing. Um, I feel like if I give you the next word, it'll just give it away. What is it? Ghost. Oh. Okay, fruit punch, I would... See? Like, okay. Fair chain. Cedar fair. Cedar is two syllables. It's fair. It's like the fair chain. The one with fair in it. You got it? Yeah, it's ghost your eyes. There you go. The okay. fruit punch should have been the thing that gave it away. The fruit punch threw me off, though, because I was starting to think of, like, rides that had, like, some sort of theme with a fruit. That was the only way I could get like Knott's Berry Farm. Um. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to think of one that's like legit. Um. Bird, tree, hill, wild eagle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that one was easy. Yep. <laughs> I know your brain. Of course, you're gonna think of Wild Eagle. Um. Okay. Yeah. That's actually uh, that could be an interesting thing to play. Thank you, with. Allison. Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> that might provide hours of entertainment. There you go. All right. Next question. What's one flat ride that you've refused to go on? And this is from Grant. Uh, I don't. I can't think of a specific example. I'll just say some fair rides that look sketch. Yeah, f- sketchy fair rides like that. There's not like a model I wouldn't do. None of that stuff affects me any. But like, if it looks like I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go to a carnival and ride ride. The, sorry, I don't have a death wish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was a quick one. This yep. one's from Bryant. Who would win in a race between the two of you, both a 100 meter dash and a mile? I don't know my 100 meter time off the top of my head, actually. I don't know. I think I, I think I would win 100 meter. Mile would be more up in the air. What's your mile time? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I've never timed myself. I just know that I'm pretty fast. The last time I timed myself, and this has been two years ago, because I hate running. It makes me actually hate myself. It's a long story. But the last time I ran, I could do a mile in a about 625 and then my half miles like full sprint i can do in about two and a half so but i don't i don't i don't like running so honestly i would just forfeit so forfeit i I win there we go there you go brian i won i do not care for running i won brian um okay next question from klaus what are your favorite queue lines to wait in? And by the way, uh, both Klaus and Bryant's question here were supposed to be for last week. They just got buried in conversation. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, so Klaus's question, what are your favorite queue lines to wait in? Um, Hagrid's definitely is one of my favorite. I love Hulk's queue. You're going to see a theme of what park I like waiting in queues at. Um, well, the next one I'm sure is on my list too, and that's Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster, Mummy. Yes, Mummy. Uh, I'm trying to think of different ones in terms of just pure hype for like the roller coaster is all around you it is hard to be in line for Steel Vengeance and not get excited Um, yeah um, I'm trying to think of some others 
And there are certain rides like that don't I don't they don't have that charm anymore. But like the first time or the first couple times were huge. Oh well, yeah. Remember, early on, like standing in line for a lightning rod, looking out the windows and launch, just watching it shoot up the hill was huge. Of course, two hundred and fifty something rides later, it doesn't have the same effect on me anymore. Right. Um. That, look, if it's a universal queue, it's great. So yeah, universal is going to take the cake. Um, I'm trying to think of rides outside of Universal and Disney. Everest is pretty good. I know you haven't done it, but yeah, outside of Disney, Verbolton's a solid uh, as far as the whole thing. Um, Cobra's Curses. Yeah, Cobra's Curse is decent. Um, I wish I'd gotten to see the pre-show. Yeah. Broken that day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Dragsters. There you go. Yes, Dragsters just for is another pure one of those that's just like it's you're sitting there and the, those engines are just cutting through you. And then just watching those trains repeatedly take off down that track. Right. Um, um force is another good yes. one standing on the bridge, just watching it fly by. Yeah. Even though it's smaller, twisted timbers has the steel vengeance effect to, to some mm-hmm. extent. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good bunch. <laughs> There's yeah, there's a like there's a ton of rides that are like, oh yeah, this is a cool cue to wade in. Um Oh Time Traveler is actually pretty cool. Yeah, Time Travelers with the view out the window. Uh Wildfire's queue is sweet. That's actually a really good themed queue. Mm-hmm. Um I could go on, just keep naming like random ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that's a good okay. one. Here's here's a just kind of I'm stealing this question and making it like my own real quick. Um, favorite coaster with the worst queue, Fury three two five. I mean, that boring, has the inspiring queue, but you, but you can barely see any of the ride from that queue. You can see the lift hill and the last airtime hill, and that's it. I that queue is so boring to wait in, but the it's bearable because you know what you're waiting for. Yeah. Um. What else is bad for queues? Oh, whatever. We can go on for this for a while, but... Uh, oh, oh. Bad cue. Um, there's another one that I always think about when I think of, like, that's just, like... Oh, Banshee's cue. Again, you've got the ride all around you, but that cue is depressing if you have to wait through the entire thing, because it is nothing but cattle pins. Yeah. I could see that. And if I've waited through that entire cue... Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think we're good for the next one. Yep. What is your favorite coaster type or model right now? And what would you say is your favorite of all time since you became an enthusiast? Uh, mm. There's a lot that I can say here. So right now, probably Intamin Blitzes and multi-launches because yeah. I've ridden Velocicoaster and Maverick recently, and I love both of those a lot. Mm-hmm. I have the same answer. I, it's, it's, it's so hard because I feel like my favorite model is just whatever's hot right now so like the intimate multi-launches are definitely hot all time i guess just really basic i will always love a good traditional wooden roller coaster so a cci old din something like that there are some that is so stupid there's some garbage dins but there's what do you mean most of them are what what name a good din timberwolf is okay uh thunder run is okay there is not a good one yeah, he makes a valid point, actually. There is not a good din, sir. Yeah. 
I mean, the beast, if you want to argue. Whoa, that doesn't count. That, uh, that, no. No, just good traditional wooden roller coaster. So CCIs, GCIs, gravity groups, um, stuff like the beast. I love that. Yeah. I always find myself going back to those. I got to give a shout out to three more. First off, Mock Extreme Spinner. I've only yeah. ridden one of the two, but they're amazing. Uh, the one I've done, yeah, obviously. Uh, and then two for sure. When I first got into this, my favorite model was B&M Hyper because you you can't go wrong with one, as Theme Park Crazy would say. But then also uh, my first two new coasters I rode as an enthusiast that I was super hyped for were Goliath at Over Georgia and Mako. So that was like my thing. Uh, and then also, even though they're not going to make the top 25s, there's only one in my top 25 of this type. Inverts are just classic fun that mm. are always amazing. Uh, and when you ride the fast ones, or if you catch them on a good day, they can be an otherworldly experience. Yeah, the inverts are kind of, if you look at them, once you've ridden one, you've kind of ridden all of them. But if you catch them on the day where they're doing things that shouldn't be possible over Georgia's on that and day, at like one week a year, <laughs> it's they are some next level craziness, like. I'm already fully planning on going back to over Georgia this January just so I can marathon Batman that day. Uh, if you're going over Georgia, you have to ride Goliath a lot. That's I mean, the ride for that park for me. I know they're Batman's fast, but Goliath is just amazing. Goliath is great. Twico is great. Um, Twice I. Twice Sorry, there's a lot of twisted. But hey, do you know what? Like, what what two RMCs have the word steel in them? At Taylor Bybee, forgetting about Steel Vengeance. I mean, I know Medusa Steel Coaster, but but yeah, I'm uh, having that printed on a T-shirt. I am not. I'm literally the invitation I got says formal attire, and I'm gonna show up wearing a T-shirt that says what other roller coaster has steel in its name? But uh, okay, well, that was from Mikhail. If I hadn't said, we got two more questions. So this one is from Grant. Rumor has it that Gold Pass is back for yet another season at Cedar Point for just $99 plus fees. How long do you see this being a thing for the foreseeable future? And will the effects of Gold Pass on guest experience, like crowds and Fastlane, affect sales for the whole park? Um, so, as far as affecting sales, I mean, obviously Gold Pass is something that's pretty cheap and easy for people to buy. Uh, as long as it's making the park money, I see it here to stay. And it's Cedar Point. It has enough fanboys that I don't see this dropping off uh, their usual, you know, amount of guests that come. Uh, as frustrating as Gold Pass can be, it makes them a good amount of money. And they're still going to have people come. They're Cedar Point. Yeah. So here's my business tangent on this. And Chris hit on the points. I'm just going to expand on them. It's a $99 pass. That's People a price point that is super affordable for a family of four, because that's five hundred dollars for the entire family to go to Cedar Point as much as they want. And then you start looking at day tickets and all of this. And if you're going for more than two days, we'll just get a gold pass because it's going to pay itself off and all of these benefits. The problem with the gold pass is not that it's available, it's that it's available in unlimited quantities. They'll sell as many of them as they possibly can and make as much money off of it as possible. The problem with that is, it's at what point do you, when you sell too many of them, it starts affecting your overall guest experience because you can just get your gold pass and you can go to the park as much as you want and the parks are crowded. 
And of course, you look at the $99 price, and it's like, well, how do they make money off of that? They're not making a ton of money off the pass. They're making money off every time you go to the park and want food, and oh, they've got a new t-shirt I want, and stuff like that. And that's how they're making the money with these gold passes. But again, it goes back to this guest experience situation. At what point have they sold too many, and will Cedar Fair ever say, we have sold too many and cap it? It's the same thing as Fastlane Plus. They have actually recognized that mistake, and they've upped the price of Fastlane Plus to $250, but the damage is done for this year because you could have pre-bought it at the cheaper price. So the damage is done with Fastlane for this year. But it's at what point do you cap it so the guest experience matters versus your income? Because Cedar Fair, especially pandemic, post-pandemic, and I can't blame them for this, has been in a let's make money because we had to keep some of our parks closed for all of 2020 and some of 2021. And you're also having to look at the fact that they're starting to pay people more, which is a good thing. But from a business point of view, it's also a bad thing because that's less money you have on hand to run your park and reinvest. So you have to find ways to make more money so you can continue investing. So basically all that's to say, I think gold pass is a great idea but it's will cedar fair ever admit that they need to cap how many they sell well as far as guest experience versus profit goes uh when you have another chain straight up false advertising for two years straight uh and then not opening their rides i don't think that's great for guest satisfaction but they're still doing just fine so -hmm. if you want to follow an example i don't see why they would stop yeah, also shout out to BGW Insiders on that amazing Pantheon article. If you haven't read it, you should go read it. I'll drop the link in the description. Everything they said was true. Uh, yep. But yeah, so last question from Mikhail. How many times a day does Jack get people tagging him about spaghetti? It's not as much of a daily thing, but it feels like when someone tags me, then everyone starts tagging me. So on the days I get it gets brought up, it gets brought up four or five times, but then I'll go two or three days without hearing about it. For example, today I've heard it from Perry. Chris is recording to named name tonight and Zencaster is spaghetti. And yeah, and it's been brought up in the TDR server today. So it's been brought up three or four times today, but then we'll go a couple of days without hearing about it. So there you have it. Uh He needs to try spaghetti. Um, Okay. So, we have a bit of a list to end you guys off. And that is top 10 ride experiences. This idea came from our friend Bryant. Now, uh, this is different than your top 10 rides or anything like that. This is like what made a ride that you had on a ride special. And why is it such a great overall experience? So, like, if you see a coaster that's not even in our top 50 on here, Obviously, something else had to have made that moment really special for it to get up here, which is what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I will say, looking at my list, a lot of these rides are in my top 50, top 25. But I think that's just because good coaster usually leads to good experience. And then there's other factors that play into it as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, I'm going to kick it off with an honorable mention that I wrote down initially, but I don't really count it because it, we're calling it like ride experience. And I think... That means complete experience. So my honorable mention is my rollback on Lightning Rod. That was something I'd wanted to happen for a long time. And I was in the right seat. So I got the full experience of the rollback. And it was a super awesome 
like thing to happen but in the grand scheme of things it would not pass any of these on this list and it was a rollback so yeah all right so should i kick us off go for it all right number 10 for me is my first ever ride on Top Thrill Dragster at Cedar Point. Now, I think this is going to be special for pretty much everybody, but waiting in an hour-long line for something so massive and intimidating as a new enthusiast uh, and then getting to ride it is definitely something special. Uh, anybody who's ridden it will probably say the same thing. Getting launched 120 miles an hour, 400 feet in the air, is just uh, an amazing first experience, no matter how you put it. This is okay. I just gotta cut into this. This is hilarious because I'm working on a project right now that will get announced down the line, and part of that is I'm actually writing description notes for some roller coasters. And so the opening line of one of these is every enthusiast knows the feeling, ready to go by Republic list blaring as your train rolls forward into the position, engines rev, shaking your whole body as the voices arms down, head back, and hold on. The train rolls back ever so slightly as the brake fins drop, and the Christmas tree goes yellow, yellow yellow green and if that does not make you excited you are in the wrong hobby yeah it's a good experience no matter what uh you know it's dragster yeah dragster is um yeah okay so mine aren't in like a particular order honestly because actually i probably should put these in order i will put them in order um okay so this one's going to be, I think, going to be surprised people that's at 10, but it's been so long. And that is my first ride on Lightning Rod. Um, it's Lightning Rod. It's one of my favorite roller coasters of all time. It's definitely the roller coaster I have, like, the strongest emotional connection to. And it was an experience we had waited through months of delays and issues and i remember vividly sitting outside of the ride's entrance during soft opening for four hours just waiting on them to say you can go ride and we got in there and they took us up and i think my dad and i were in row five and getting on this ride having only ridden like 20 roller coasters at the time just it was something unreal like we both hit the brakes and it's like, what just happened? I need to do that again. And then our second ride was in the front row. And even then, then you, we were really like, what? And it's just one of those roller coasters. I would give a lot to get to go back and re-experience it in 2016 specifically for the first time. But that first ride on lightning rod on May 25th, 2016 was a day I will never forget. I mean, everybody knew this was going to be on the list. Yeah. I mean, that one was inevitable. Mm -hmm. uh, so I might have that on here as well. You'll see. Uh, number nine is Marathoning Steel Vengeance. That happened literally this year. Uh, that was one of the best days you could have possibly had at Cedar Point. We got 10 rides on it total, and we had like a six-ride marathon. Trip Report Part three i believe it is quick plug that's the one where we talked about that but uh getting to ride one of the best coasters in the world that usually has a forever long line and just marathoning it over and over and over again is that's something you usually get to do so that's definitely on the list 
Yeah, uh, that was a. I didn't put that one on here, but that was definitely an experience. Um, we got ten rides that day. It was ridiculous and amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number nine. This happened at uh, Kings Island preview passholder preview day last year. Um, so we were doing the park. Orion had opened. It had a stupid long line. We'd ridden things. I'd taken pictures and we were kind of disappointed because the park wasn't open late. So no beast night rides, but we were like, we'll go get a beast sunset ride. And that'll be our last ride of the day before we head home, get up to the station, walk in. There's no one there. Walk up, sit, walk right in, sit down in the front row. And they closed the gates. And I turned to my dad and I'm like, there's no one else on this train. And so number nine for me is my beast Zen ride with my dad and I remember this just vividly. I told him as we rolled out of the station, it's like, we're not going to talk. We're not going to make any noise. We're just going to sit here. And for four and a half like minutes, we just got to sit on the beast and just hear that ride just groan and run. And just, it was an amazing experience. Front row at sunset. Just an insane moment. And also, it's the beast. When do you get a Zen ride on the beast? And so this is one of those moments that's like, I'll never forget that. And it was awesome. So Beast is in mm-hmm. ride for me. Yeah, I can see it. That is definitely something that's rare. I had two Zen rides that I was thinking about it, but just didn't make the cut. And that was Rain Ride on Wildfire at Silver Dollar City, uh, Zen Ride, and Flight of Fear at King's Island. Uh, but these other ones I just had to put in front. But Zen Rides are always the... special. That was the only Zen ride I included on mine, and the only reason that one made the cut is because it was the beast. Yeah, I can see it. Um, number eight for me is actually two rides, but I just have to mention them together, uh, and that is first rides on Rise of the Resistance and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, these two completely blew me away. I wasn't really expecting it from Guardians, and I ended up having a fantastic time at the Disneyland Resort, uh, mainly because of these two rides. That That's a very big part of it. Uh, absolutely mind-blown after both of these two. Um, so I have to include these. I know Jack hasn't ridden Rise yet, and I think his mind will be even more blown than mine when he does. Probably. But both of these, fantastic. I, I, I had such a good time on both of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about including Flat Rides, Guardians, Cars and the Smugglers Run are all top contenders for me, but I just kept mine to roller coasters. These are the only two flats or dark rides that you will see uh, on my list. Yeah, I could have probably put Cars, um, Radio Springs Racers on here, but that's the whole, again, whole just emotional thing. <laughs> I just didn't even think about including rides like that, to be honest, though. So, mm-hmm. Okay, a ride that happened this year that a lot of you were very much looking forward to happening. Number eight was the El Toro Redemption ride. I can see it. Uh, um, that was a moment that was four years in the making and a lot of people yelling and complaining to me about I was crazy. And so Bryant and I had back row on El Toro. And... You can go look at his Twitter to see the exact quote I said after I got off because I will not repeat it on this show. Um, But I will say this, going down that drop, I knew going down to drop how wrong I had been for four years. And when we hit the Rolling Thunder Hill, 
then I really knew how wrong I had been. So El Toro Redemption Ride, it was, and it was also just hilarious because we hit the brakes and I swear every single head on that train, because we knew pretty much everyone on the train, every single head just turned and stared at me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't think of it, but I should have known that this was going to be on here. I didn't put El Toro on here purposely or personally. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about El Toro more at the end of the year for rankings, but yeah. I can see it. It's a great ride. And you had special reason. Yeah, this again, these are not like like, oh, this is my new number one or anything. This is just one of those like that was a ride that had been Well, some of these can be that, but some of them, yes. Hint, hint, wink, wink, wait till the end of the season. Um but like this ride was one of those that had been like four years in the making and people yelling at me constantly about it. So it was a right. kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Number seven for me. Also happened this year, uh, just like two of the three that we've done so far. So this will be three or four. That is just sitting on Skyrush back left, four or five rides straight. Uh, My legs were screaming at me, and I was being just viciously thrown and twisted and hung from every which direction for a while without moving. Uh, So it it was (laughs) a bit painful. But it's one of the best rides in the world, and it had no line, and I was in the magic seat, and I just stayed there. That's special. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch this one, actually. Um, Okay, this one also happened this year. Um, For me, number seven is our front row night ride on Maverick. Yes. Yeah, that ride, again, you can go listen to Trip Report Part 3 for, like, the full thing, but that ride in particular, it wasn't, like, the back row crazy, but front row at night, especially the moment that sticks up for me is hitting that second launch mm-hmm. and having no clue how long it's going to go on, and you're just going, 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 and then all of a sudden, yunk, as you go flying to the left out of that tunnel. Just stupid fun. That ride mm-hmm. is just Stupid fun, especially at night, especially in the front row. I think you guys can uh, kind of predict that Maverick went up in both of our rankings for the end of the year. Uh, you'll once again, you'll see at the end of the year. But yeah, I didn't put that on this list. But uh, that man, that was definitely special. Getting ten rides on during the day, and then the front row night ride, and yes, the second launch where you just had the green lights from the mm-hmm. LSMs. The only thing down the tunnel everything is black except for that and then yoink to the side yeah that was a good time um and i'm just gonna throw it out there now because we keep saying i didn't put that on the list there are so many good experiences we've had on coasters picking this list was stupid hard yes it was it was very hard all right number six dueling on twisted colossus so now it helps that my first ride, uh, without dueling, had already blown my brain into bits. Uh, my first and then, ride you mean first lap. Yes, first lap. And then the second lap, to be on the lift hill, seeing the other train hitting the airtime hills, getting the hype, it's a little behind, but they slow our side down. Then their side catches up, or even almost perfectly, and you know you're going to get that duel. You go through, and it continues to blow your mind. But now you're also looking at another train underneath you, above you, to the side of you. Yeah, in that ride. Oh, look, I, I 
I feel like I've talked and hyped this ride a lot since I've ridden it, and I think people mm-hmm. are still going to be surprised where I rank it. But just know that this is a ridiculous coaster. Yeah, again, saying I didn't include any of my duels on Twisted Colossus, but I got, uh, I think I got six or seven of them at night back in 2019. And the feeling of like those trains just sinking up on the lift hill and everyone's going nuts, especially when I did it with with all coaster enthusiasts because we were there for CoasterCon ERT and just every single ride we got on it was dueling and the feeling of just that train hits the lift and it's right there next to you and you drop and everyone goes nuts and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, number six for me, this one had to make an appearance. My first ride on Wild Eagle at Dollywood, the roller coaster that got me into coasters, the ride that got me where I am today. This list wouldn't exist without this one. I don't put it at number one because there are other things that are more special to me, but I would not be here with out that ride on eagle so it has to be on here another one that definitely expected to be on here uh obviously that would be there number five for me was my first back row ride on time traveler and uh like we said earlier this is an example of you realize you have a new number one now i mean i think my first back row ride it wasn't my number one yet but that had boosted it from top 10 to top five it mm-hmm. took a few rides for me to realize hey this thing is actually <laughs> that good uh but that is when that was the first ride where i ended up having an existential crisis on the break run and that happened every single time for the rest of the day so there yeah, you go. i remember calling you after you rode this for the first time or you i, I think i called you or you called me and you were just like, I don't know what to expect. And then as the day went on, I kept getting texts. It's like, yep. dude, you don't understand. Dude, dude, dude. And then by the end of it, it's like, it's my new number one. I was like. Yeah, they, the text got more and more intense after each ride. I, I remember it like the first phone call after I got off it for the first time. I was like, it's top 10. I don't know where to put it yet. It, it, I'm going to go ride Outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> I think that and- was exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i said and then the second ride i was like whoa it's way better in the back and then the probably by the fifth or sixth rides it was like oh my gosh it's so good it's so good and then yeah, by the eighth ninth and tenth it was just getting to all caps what the heck am i experiencing i am so confused <laughs> i remember i don't remember if it was the day of or if this was like a couple days later but you're just telling me it's like your sister was saying like your reaction it can't not be your number one mm-hmm. yeah the, the text got more intense as the day went on that's how i knew <laughs> it was i think that was one of those few rides i was like okay i'm gonna make a prediction of where it's gonna end up in his rankings and it took me about half an hour to just have to crumple it up and throw it in the garbage can because i was wrong yeah i i guessed six if i know i i think i've told you that but i guessed it would end up at six yeah so okay uh five for me is um the all dogs ride on voyage from hollywood nights 2020 sloan you are a madman and i love you for this um how do you not like this is just one of those moments it's like what are we doing with our lives we're dressed up in dog masks on voyage at midnight Huh? I uh, I rode back. 
Uh, no, I was in row 11 with Joe. Uh, go listen to that episode. And then I had Marcus and Blake Larson behind me in row 12. And I had a stupid amount of room. Yeah, that was just a, that was a ride. That was something I will never forget. And I made some really good friends that night, too. So I'll talk about Voyage in a few minutes. But yeah, uh, this year we did the dog masks on Legend and Raven, uh, which was cool, but it ain't Voyage. Uh, so I can definitely see it. Number four for me was hitting my 300th on X2 with Klaus. Uh, and the reason why this is so high is just because of the anticipation that I had with this ride, knowing somebody who hasn't ranked as highly as they do, hearing about it so much, and I'm just pretty, my own interest in it. Pretty much daily, let's not lie. <laughs> um, yeah, so he- here's what I'll, one thing that I'll say is that before either of us ever got to ride X2, I definitely was already more hyped for it than Jack. Yeah, uh, this is very true. Yes, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make X2 or Skyrush my 200. And so I was talking to Jack, I was like, if I go to Magic Mountain, do I want to make X2 200? Because, you know, it's like historic, it could be awesome, or I could end up hating it, or do I want to make it Twisted Colossus? And he was like, I don't know, X2 is probably going to be okay. And he didn't really have much yeah. for it. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just going <laughs> to jump in. We're just going to do this one together, because my number four is my first ride on X2 as well. Oh, um, there we go. Yeah, I remember going into this thing. I was like, I'm going to hate this. I'm either going to like it and it will be like, oh, maybe I'll write once or twice or I'm going to hate it. And then going up that lift till it was the first time and the only time since riding Wild Eagle that I'd ever had like butterflies in my stomach um, on a roller coaster. And just back row flipping and heading down that drop it was something else and Mm -hmm. that whole ride is demented and something else and truly one of the most insane things ever created and yeah yeah having all that hype for it hitting it as a major milestone with klaus uh in the front row was something special definitely anything to add before we move to number three um it's been too long and i need to ride it again well, you could have came with me, but you didn't. Number three. You 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 saw how expensive those flights were. I'm kidding. Number three is one that you better have on your list, and that is the graduation ride. It is. It's uh, number two on my list, but well, we'll get to that. Yes. So uh, as far as the graduation stuff or whatever it goes for, I don't care. Uh, I was ready to be done with graduation and all that, and I'm very happy I am. I was tired of the robe and the gown and the cap, all that. Uh, but I'm very happy that we got to skip the line, get front row at night. And then uh, it was way better in front row than I remembered it being. So everything kind of went right there. Um, it was fantastic. Voyage is amazing. I love the ride. And I'm glad we got to skip that huge line. God, yes. Um, yeah, graduation. I'll talk about in just a minute. So we'll continue that in a second. Um, number three for me as the most recent one to occur on this list. And that was first ride on Velocicoaster. I think we both saw this one coming. Chris got to see my reaction firsthand. Yeah, that was definitely one of the most insane moments 
I've ever had as a roller coaster enthusiast. And it's so hard not to spoil, but you know, as far as like best moments on a coaster go, that's up there. Yeah. Number two, Fury for 100. Hitting Fury uh, as my 100th coaster. That was the night I met Jack. We cred ran and then hitting it at night. Super cool. Ended up being my number one directly after that, and then I wrote it a few times the next day. Uh, is it a number one right now? No, it's pretty high up there, though. But uh, that was definitely special because how crazy that night was in general, just running around, and then actually getting to do it last train of the night uh, in front row. Very fun. Uh, yeah, that was a night. That one's going to be on my list, too. So number two for me is the graduation ride. Uh, that was an insane day for me, literally going from walking across the stage at my graduation, driving the five hours that actually ended up being seven hours to get to Holiday World and ride the voyage in my cap and gown with Chris and all of our friends behind us. It was an amazing night. I didn't know they were there, but... Yeah, they were there. It's, yeah, I honestly didn't know how many of them were behind us either. Um, but it was an amazing night just as a whole at the park, hanging out with everyone. But that ride was something special. And yeah. Shout out Voyage. It's amazing. And shout out to Holiday World for making that happen for us. Yes. Thank you for the certificates. Um, number one is my for first rod ride. Now, I don't think Jack would have thought that this would have been as high as it was. He's seen the video of my first time walking up to it. Uh, this was... I, I don't think I've had a hype for a new coaster match, how hype I was for Lightning Rod. And a big reason because of that is because at the time, I only had like 50 credits. I was ready to get out of Florida and over Georgia and uh, go ride some of the big boy stuff. I had a whole world of new coasters to ride. It's not as quite as big as that anymore, but I had a whole new world of rides. That was the first one of all those big hyped rides for me. My most anticipated, the first ride of my first ever coaster trip. And it was absolutely insane. Uh, this was before it got neutered to death. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. There's definitely watered eyes walking up to it. You could see it in the video. So. I've seen the video multiple times and it never makes it like just makes me happy seeing it because it's like I remember doing that for the first time. Mm -hmm. And while I put it at 10 for me, it's a lot of that's because it is at my home park. And so the memory is not as strong as it could be. But yeah, the walking up the rod, walking in the jukebox junction still every once in a while I'll walk in. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty epic right here. Mm -hmm. So, and okay, number one for me is our front row night ride on Fury for your 100th coaster. Um, there, are, It's been three years now, and it still sticks out to me as one of the most amazing nights ever. First of all, we cred ran that park insane. And then also it just means a lot because that is where our friendship started and you know, looking back on it, we wouldn't be doing this podcast without it. And there's a lot of awesome things that have come out of that. So as far as like best ride experiences go, that front row night ride on Fury is probably always going to be my number one. And it's Fury. So and it's Fury and it's insane at night. Yes, it, it's just amazing in general. So there we have it.
that was it. Bryant, thanks for the idea. Yeah, that was actually a really good He has good. his own list. <laughs> yeah, he does have his own list. Um, and yeah, that was actually a really fun idea. I get to talk about not as much like what's our favorite, but all of our favorite yeah, memories at parks. So, mm-hmm. well, does that do it? I think that does. So, of course, you want to make sure you're following us on social media. Twitter is at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is a one. Instagram at Twisted underscore Travelers. And then you're going to want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Thrilling Moment, Chris. And follow me at Twisted Travelers Chris on Instagram. Follow Bryant, Allison's book, Discord, Patreon. Everything's in the description. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week with a guest. Be sure with to a guest. In. We're going to actually have a guest next week. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Bye. The end. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. <laughs>